Welcome back to Bumpers for Goalposts, the weekly podcast where four friends chew the fat on all things sport. From Formula One to horse racing, to the highs and lows of supporting your local team, we'll be covering it all, including the post-match pint, which we all love and miss. So boys, how's the week been? Uh, Busy, I think. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of sport on, weren't it? Yeah. The man the most, Mitch. That's why. <sighs> why don't we just kick off with a little mention for Brady, number seven? Thoughts on that, then, boys? Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable is the word. I'm, so, I'm going to say this now, and you can either disagree or agree. Wrong. Uh, I know what you're going to say, and it's wrong. <laughs> the greatest ever not, sport. The greatest ever. Greatest athlete ever. I knew he was going to say that. The greatest winner ever. Yeah, like you, you. Well, he's not. He's not even in American sports because Bill Russell's no, got, is it 12 yeah, rings or not, 11 rings? But, um, but people have always said that, oh, yeah, he's under a great, great leadership and Belichick and great coaching. But now he's gone to Tampa Bay. Oh, no, he has a good, great team. He's got a great coaching. But he's done it. He's done another team. He's proved everyone wrong. That's my point. I, I, mean, saying it. I don't know yeah. enough about American football per se, especially the NFL, um, which is the only American football. Um, but uh, to say what, but he's got to be in the greatest competition there, hasn't it? The greatest conversation, sorry. Sure. Yeah, I think oh, he's, no, got, yeah, he's got to be up there. I think he's got to be up there, but with it being, like, I think it would have been, like, so reliant as well on the people who run with the ball. Do you know what I mean? And, like, he's not, like, a single standout. I don't know. He's he's 43 and he's still pulling the strings. He's 43 and he's still pulling the strings. It's also kind of part of the game, isn't it, when you're a quarterback? You you do rely on the people in your team giving the ball away. I mean, I know he's not that... From what I gathered yesterday, I watched parts of yesterday, albeit I'm still not a fan. I'm just going to put that in there. Um, (laughs) He seemed like... He definitely seemed like a quarterback that prefers playing the short balls, gaining the yards, rather than that long helm area or running with the ball. Yeah. It's very much, he gets you over the line, gets the downs by the seams. Is that right? But Seems that's not- because he, he's 43. You don't have the arm strength anymore to throw it 60 yeah. yards. You'd be very surprised. What he's going to do is going to get his 10 yards. Yeah, you are football. right. But that's also um, the same way that like uh, the coach plays, like Bruce Arians, he likes to play that sort of way. So it yeah. really suits like a like an old, like an aging quarterback. So I follow but yeah, um, obviously very impressive. He's tied uh, Robert Horry now for 70, uh, seven chips, as he tweeted today. He's a, and got seven rings in the NBA. Great role. Who is he, Joe? Um, I saw you like that. He, yeah, he's a, he used to play, he's played for several teams. He's won rings with the Rockets, the Lakers, the, uh, the Spurs. He was to say, he was basically a role player, Robert Horry, but he's, he's, a bit, he's known for making big shots when it matters. I think he only ever averaged most, like on a career, about eight points a game, if I remember rightly, like thereabouts. Never a starter, role player, but used to make big shots. He made a big three in, I think it was the LA Sacramento series. But he's, yeah, he's known for making big shots, mate. Yeah. Seven, seven championships, and I think in about a 15-year career, which is almost that's, unheard of in the NBA. That's that's a lot. Especially in the modern era, like from the 90s, 2000s. Yeah, um, top, top player. Uh, top top role player, should I say, knew his role. Um, but yeah, that's Robert Horry. I was it? I was very impressed with the weekend. On it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, well. it was all right. Was yeah, good. I didn't mind it. 
Um, um, I quite like him anyway. I don't listen to him. And I always, do you know when he burst on the scene a few years? Well, that probably been fucking ages now, but you know what yeah. I'm like with modern music. But he burst on the scene a bit. And I was like, mm, he's doing it on the radio. But the more I listen to it, like I ever listen to him, there's a few tracks. He's, he's all right, isn't he? And he's a good performer. Yeah, he, he, but does, he does always come out of a big tune a year. Well, you know he's just yeah. good for a good tune but a I year. didn't know he had that, like, is it, is it, the, is it the TikTok song, Blinded by the Lights or something like that? Yeah. I never knew he'd done that. Massive. Which, which everyone watches so, I'm going to yeah. go, where have you been living in the rock, mate? <laughs> Not knowing that, but... um. Yeah, um, I, do, I do think though I preferred J Lo and Shakira last year. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I mean, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's not much argument. Shakira there, weren't great, it? but J Lo was, was real. I just thought um, both enjoyed both. Well, yeah, well, well done, Tom Brady. <laughs> um, if you're watching this, Brady, uh, well done. If, you, if you want to fancy coming on, Brady, um, or even the kicker, explain why you you come on the pitch for ten seconds and go back off, and why you enjoy doing that. <laughs> Forget money, hey, I don't want that. Last night, last night, kick got all the Chiefs points. Yeah. I did see your tweet, Joe, and who on earth at grassroots level gets into kicking? Exactly. Surely this has got to be the fact No one, you don't. Well, Mitch, Mitch says you do other roles, which I understand, and I presume that. But imagine then going, I'm hitting college now. I've got to decide what I'm going to do. Do you know, like, in, in England, you tend to get, you're going to decide, am I going to play rugby or football? I'm going to play um, two winter sports. What am I going to cut down to? You know, that kind of thing. He's when you're about 16, 17, they've decided, you know what, I'm going to give up the game now, being a whatever I am. I'm not good enough. I'm just going to kick and get to the top kicking. How boring. You, you imagine looking forward, the way you look forward to a game, your sport, you look forward to coming on the pitch for 10 seconds. He, he, he was 12 out of 12 in the postseason, that kicker. I don't even know what his name is. That means he's paid about 120 yeah, seconds, so two minutes of action <laughs> in how many games in the postseason or how many minutes of play, I don't know. Um, what's the point? Imagine how good you've got to be at kicking. Everyone wants imagine to be how good kicking. you've got to be at kicking. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Everyone wants to be the kicker until it's, you've got to kick that last winning field yeah. goal. Um, but imagine the last one. That's not my <laughs> argument. <laughs> and, and, and money is not the argument. I'm just thinking, it's so bizarre to think you look forward to a game all week, you do all this all week, you train all week, and all you do is kick out a post. Like, you don't... Well, Fly-offs will have so much more to get in the whole game. But yeah, they've got to kick at their post and they train goal-kicking, stuff like that. But it's not the only thing they do. It's not the sole vocation of the game. In that, you literally don't do anything. You don't take part in anything, mate, but you kick. And you still wear... They're getting paid three million bags a year, mate. I don't, I don't, and and you still wear pads. My last question is, do they West, does a kicker still come on in full helmet and pads in case he hits the upright and the ball comes back in play and he's got to defend? Yeah, or, he can also yeah. be here. Yeah, they yeah. money. So when when you do kickoffs at the start, they're still there, so they have to still defend it. If it gets past and you're the last man, they've still got to tackle you. So they still have more roles to do. It just doesn't happen as often as it mm. you would probably we say. So yeah, well, well it's probably we would say a last well done to Brady. Like I said, if you want to come on, all, all you kicker, yeah, um, the invites there. The welcome. The invites there. Um, if we've got for the kick, I think we're going to leave uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, to the side now, put, yeah, put, leave it on the back burner for another year, thankfully. Um, seven months now, seven months. Seven months, yeah. is that all? Oh, for the NFL season. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Move on, what, what else has been going on? I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Oh, we have the Six Nations, I'll have a little mention. Um, poor England, poor, poor England, weren't very much a cop at all. The Welsh got, oh, I don't even want to talk about the Welsh game, because uh, <laughs> the Irish side of me comes out and I wasn't happy with it. I thought it was... <laughs> It was a straight red. Uh, I mean, straight red. Lot, a few Irish errors, but uh, there was a lot of 
questionable calls. I'm not, I'm, I'm, and I'm Mr. Pro Ref. I think everyone knows me. I'm pretty yes. polite and pretty give the refs the benefit of the doubt. I like to work with referees. I thought Wayne Barnes had a terrible game. Um, but an island lost in Cardiff. Um, France looked very good against Italy, but Italy had their moments in the first 20 minutes. A bit of, bit of luck didn't go their way. The bounce of the ball and the game's over. But um, it's an interesting week next week, but I suppose we'll cover a bit more of that as it comes. Um, and potentially in the week, there might be something lined up yet, but we'll, we'll keep keep your eyes tuned for that. But um, And then I think we'll refer to bets, bets of the weekend, boys. Uh, for myself, it wasn't a good well, I'll weekend. Tell you, an honourable mention to <laughs> Joe Root's knock. In the week, any cricket fans out there? How did I forget? And he's in Mitch. You say Mitch? It was unreal, weren't it? Really, you look at two eighteen or three seventy seven in India. Like fair play, especially after what happened in the summer. Yeah, like unreal. Hands down, he goes down as England's greatest ever batsman, possibly even player. He really will. Yeah, he's honestly up there. It's because like he was getting a lot of stick over the last summer because like he weren't doing great he was alright but it was like we, need, we want more of him because we can know he can do it yeah. and then obviously we were against Sri Lanka the other week and it was like oh yeah but you're playing Sri Lanka so you're doing this but it's Sri Lanka it's See, people I mean, People give him a lot of stick because he doesn't convert his 50s to 100s but I mean in a way like what he does contribute to that team like the consistency even if he's only a 50 is ridiculous Yeah. but I know this knock against India I think that put him third highest all time um, one score Cook uh, uh, Cook and then and Graham Gooch. Okay. Yeah, no, but um, yeah. he's he's unbelievable. You'll go. I just want to make honourable mentions. He's still got years left in him as well. He's still got years left in him. Like he does. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's only twenty nine. And what? Yeah, that's some, I don't know. I'm not sure how old to be honest, yeah. but he's uh, got years in him. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. And what he's done, what he's done to that captaincy role as well. What he's done for um for loads of different things. Like, he's just bought a new style of captaincy, basically. That's, um, you'll go down from the best, I reckon. Yeah. Yes, I, th- I think if he continues to perform well, uh, like, the rest of this, the rest of this winter, I, I, he's going to explode this summer, like, with whatever we have coming up. Uh, fair play to yeah. him, honestly, fair play to him, hats off. Mm. Right, yeah. Um, moving on. Bets. Yeah. I just mentioned the Dublin Racing Festival wasn't kind to me. Um, <laughs> nor, was, uh, nor was my uh, a couple of nor was uh, Mitch's uh, Coven, uh, Watford to beat Coventry early kickoff. First early kickoff back. <laughs> right, I didn't even, right. even realise it was the early kickoff, and I saw my phone. I saw nil nil, and I thought half time, half time. I saw full time. I was like, mm. that's a good one. That's just topped it all off, mate. At the start of the day, I thought, is this how it's going to be? My little little Brighton Burnley draw. I told you that was printing money. Yeah. Back. Oh, it's a great, great. I wish, I wish yeah. it was printing money. Jesus. <laughs> I, can't I, I, had that, oh. I had that in a bet with a couple others. And I thought, Accrington, Northampton, got to be an Accrington win. They looked really good. And then they did absolutely nothing all game. I was sat in there like, I'm literally... Yeah, I had, I had this Mansfield one game. Beat Forest Green and that was called off about 10 o'clock in the morning. So that was my... And for, for the footy actor, I went, oh, Bristol oh. City, what are they doing at two to one at home? <laughs> Well, they only went out to seven to two at home, and I still was crazy enough to back it. They got. <laughs> I mean, you just didn't. I tell you, man, who didn't have didn't have a bad betting week. I saw on Twitter just before we uh, started recording. I think I sent it to you, but you might not have seen. Some lads had. Yeah. Um, he was just waiting on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. He had Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, Lakers for the NBA, uh, Usman to beat Masvidal, 
dodges to win the World Series. He put eight dollars $8 on it, returned him twenty grand. Well, that's not bad, but I that's, bad, 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 that's, it? that's some patience quid. as well, isn't it? It is. Mate, imagine the cash. Yeah, that's a whole year. Yeah, I had cashed out weeks ago. He was, he was, he was left with an eight grand cash out. Oh. On it. I wouldn't have had the bottle for that. And it, and it was no. Tampa Bay as well. With with um, Chiefs were heavy favourites, weren't they? Were they heavy yeah. favourites. Yeah, no, it? not even. Not, it was the thing is like books didn't even look strong for the whole like. Everyone was like, "Oh, they're going to beat this game. This game." So I'd be breaking it with like eight grand alone, thinking. Oh, oh yeah, I'd cash out weeks ago. It's a uh, funny yeah. one. I just want a little mention to a couple of the horses I've had to, or I mean, I don't want to call them donkeys, but a couple must have been. Um, my All my hopes were going into Sunday for Dan Elise. That was my uh, best tip. <laughs> just didn't see it out in the end. Didn't run a solid race. Just, just uh, got away from him in the end, mate. Finishing third. Uh, trying to think what else did I have? Holy Macaponi ran the race at all. Just as soon as he came around the last bend, he was right for two miles, two miles full, nowhere. That's, that's an Albert Bartlett claim gone. Um, I'm trying to think. You asked like you asked, I, said, I had the shunter come third, and I had second Frank of the Port, but he was se- I had him each way, but he was second by ten lengths, and that was as good as it got. And that was no that's, money. That's the Joe O'Shea's we, uh, weekly horse that's racing it. segment axed. Oh, oh, oh! The only <laughs> thing I did get right, which I refused to tip up properly, tip up and confirm, was I said Storyteller will run a, a big, big race at twenty to one, and he did. He comes second by two lengths. I said he'd be there. But I refuse to be that confident enough to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that is brave. Um, that. That is, but, that's um, audacious. I, but it was great to see Ken Boy come back and win. He hasn't won, uh, won, didn't win last season. Hasn't won this season. I know he's back in the winning closure. Um, great to see Ken Boy back. Um, don't think he'd go for the Gold Cup, but uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll be a better week it? for all of us next week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Keep some faith, I bet. Well, you need to, don't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, a little. Uh, should we go back to uh, what, what we want about what we do? Well, what we said we do every week, and that is a, a little mention to the sports jersey, shirt, sweatshirt, you name it that you're wearing. Uh, we we'll kick it off with you, Cardio. Seems that's a jazzy little number. I've got, I've got a beauty. I've got 2007 Dino Kiev. We'll get extra with it. Oh. Oh, I like that. I like it. It's, it's, it's long sleeve as well, mate. It's a beauty. Where'd you get, where'd you get that? I've been, I've been hunting it down on eBay and it finally came available. <laughs> how, much, how, much you, how much you pay for it? That's bad. all right. Yeah. I wanted a Shevchenko shirt for ages. I, I had a little bit of a venture on Depop this week. I've been um, buying basketball jerseys, which I haven't, I haven't worn a basketball jersey for a long time. I just gave up on them. I don't know why. I just didn't. And I, you know, you buy one thing, it leads to another. So I'm actually get myself, for those who know, uh, which I'm going to say probably at least Sam and Adam will, but I managed to get a Carl Culver Hawks jersey, which is a, a nice piece from back when he was an all-star. That's a nice. 25 quid. And I got a Blake Griffin one because uh, everyone knows that I love Blake Griffin. My favourite Clipper player. The reason why I've become a Clipper. So yeah, I'm going to say that. Well, I'll jump knowledge. in. That's a point. I almost forgot. I got a Canada basketball sweatshirt on. It's at least two, a size, maybe two sizes too big, but it's comfortable. And it's pretty, <laughs> you, pretty jarred. You want to jump for a bit bigger, though, don't you? I mean, it's double, it's double XL, mate. I'm, I mean, you might, call, you might always well, say... You're, you're a big lad anyway, Joe, mate. You're, you know... Used, used <laughs> to be. Hey, hey, 83 kilos now, mate. That's all it is. I can also see someone else you got a jumper on. I think I feel what, what you Yeah, got yeah I got a little black box jumper, as, we, as you'll know. I'm uh, recently hockey's biggest fan. 
Um, I'll, I'll see you tweeting off. every night. Yeah, start running over time again. Yeah, if, 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 if you want, if you want to follow anything interesting on Twitter, don't follow Adam. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Oh, only no about things I've got zero public, uh, zero interest or knowledge in. But um, but yeah, I've got some deep up as well. Twenty pound. Oh, can't complain. Can't be yeah. it, is, it is a good, it is a good place. I mean, deep off if you're out there and you want to temper some code or something. <laughs> Onto the podcast. Yeah. Join it. <laughs> we'll bring uh, you on. Yeah, yeah, don't mind it. Uh, and Mitch, uh, that I know what that is, and it's not Eli. Yeah. This is a. Uh, it's not. Yeah, not. Uh, I thought I'd keep it to the Super Bowl theme a little bit. I've gone for the Denver Broncos home jersey, with obviously the great Peyton Manning on the back. Is, is uh, that what NFL fans do when their team's not in the NFL Super Bowl? They just wear it, their team's kicking yeah, out yeah, like they are. Yeah, we just, we just, we just try and not take the blue little bit and you know, still support yeah, our boys. I sat in my Jets jersey on last night. Is that what I do when I'm a Clippers fan when we've never made the Western Conference Finals? Like, yeah. the, final, the worst <laughs> team in franchise history. And we've blown two 3-1 leads And we've blown two 3-1 leads, which is almost unheard of to make the Western Conference Finals in the last, what, 10 years? So, uh, so ever since I've been a fan, like, anyway. I was like Cheltenham, that. And you play off in Devon. Oh, come on. We, yeah, we've we've not, not always been bad in playoff. playoffs. We've not always been bad in playoffs. Just, just, I can't we've won a few, yeah. The last one was... Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, swiftly on. <laughs> so today for you guys, we have come up with <clears throat> a fantasy footballing career. You, there's certain criteria, loose criteria, which are followed due to age, what's going on, where you start in your career, nationality, position, you name it. But we've basically built a career for ourselves or our make-believe player. We've probably given him a name. I know I have. Um, I have. I'm going to call this segment uh, One Less Club. It's, it's going to name two players. It's either going to be called One Less Club than Steve Claridge or One Less Club than Chris Walumu. So it's uh, whatever you think's better, boys. Because we've probably got about 15 clubs on here. I know I've got about 12. Steve Claridge oh, has 15. I've got, I, think I don't. I take a different route here. I think I've Steve Claridge had 15, career, 15 clubs. I think Uwalumu had about 17. So they're the men in question. I've only gone for three clubs. I think. Yeah, so have I. Oh, I've had a consistent oh. career. Are we go- oh, really? I just get carried away. It's, it's the career I've always yeah. wanted, anyway. Um, moving away every season. You can't, can't, he's moving out. Oh, yeah. out. My longest possible. spell I had was three and a half years somewhere, uh, which. Yeah, I've always seen myself as being a long-term stalwart if I did have that kind of career, because I'm quite a loyal person. But, um, yeah, I kind of get carried away. There's too many shit football teams I've always thought about being a part of. That's the best way to put it. Um, I think teams would too quickly outgrow your ability, Joe. That's why you'd have to keep moving on, <laughs> moving down. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've had that. It's one of those that sticks in League Two. I like, think, I think down, if I was going to have a realistic career path of any sort, where you kind of... You, I would, and using my kind of knowledge, it'd be trundling through very poor teams. Whereas I've kind of had that, you know, not I wasn't able to pull it down, and I had a bit of a peak at the end of my career. You know, my career got better with age, like Vardy's, albeit I was at the back and he's at the top. Um, but yeah, I suppose we get to it. Um, the way we're going to do this, guys, is rather than whittling off our, our year one to year twenty, however long you guys went, I, I was definitely a player that wouldn't retire. Um, that way we're going to do a rough first three years introduction each and then work from there do the next three four years so forth so we bounce around it's probably and, and just see where we go and obviously the boys have, we've all I think put in the, the little the little extra details to build the scenarios build the character play the role play you know to make it a bit more interesting but um, 
I want. I'm going to say, start with you, Adam. Player name. I want. Oh, I want okay. name. If you're ready, Adam. If you're not, it's all right. Yeah. I want. Yeah, I want I name, position, kit number. If you want it, right? I, I would believe that. Uh, yeah. So crew. I've said he's. You know, as a youngster, loan spells to the local clubs. I'm thinking Hanley Towns and Antwich Towns. Um, before he moved into the regular first team football on age 18, 19. So then I'll leave it there for now. Okay. Uh, Sam, where, where have you started? So I've got a six foot seven centre forward. He's a big man. He's a pro clubs guy. Peter Crouch, yeah. Crouch unit. He's an Italian English and he's called JJ J. Piero. Right. And I'll tell you why he's called that. It's because JJ Okocha was so good, they named him twice. With his pizza, he was so good, they named him thrice. Oh, that starts out, starts out at Leighton Orient, has plenty of loan spells. There's two seasons on loan at Dulwich Hamlet in the National League South, where he bags top goal scorer in his second season and then breaks into the first team at Leighton Orient. And I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Great that. Okay. Come on, then, Mitchell. What have you got for us? Uh, right, so no, I I've, I've, I've got I've pages of story. I've got a story. I've wrote a novel. I've wrote a children's <laughs> story. See if Gary um, Williams can get on board. Unfortunately for me, uh, I, I, I've named my my pro clubs player because I can. So Santiago Punes. Um, <laughs> I'm a right mid, number thirty. Uh, it, unfortunately, he's playing for his local side, a really good side, probably like a, a Saturday team but getting paid like 25 quid in the low, low leagues uh, because he couldn't commit to football as much due to family commitments. So he couldn't, he couldn't train like four times a week. So he's stuck down there. He's, he's fell out the system. The system's harsh. He fell out the system. Poor blow. Uh, he managed to wangle a trial, uh, a, low ch- uh, a low Premier League side, high championship club. I couldn't really decide. Probably someone like Reading or something like that. He's managed to wangle one somehow, some way. Uh, but he can't break out the other 23s for a while. But he's constantly there. Uh, he's struggling with like a lot, a lot of other stuff. So, fucking hell. I just want to say, I, I wish. Uh, I just want to say, I, I wish I could wangle a trial at Reading if I was playing for my local team. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, no, no, he's clearly got the ability, but you know, he's got commitments elsewhere. He can't. He can't. He can't do anything. Do you want to go into any deeper about his commitments? Um... Uh, yeah. So uh, his mum ran away. Um, <laughs> he, he, he does not very well. Uh, he's got many siblings. Uh, and he's actually working full time, so where's he working? Family, so he can't, he, he can't, he can't make, he can't make the training Monday to Friday. So he's nope. just sitting there earning twenty five pound a week, doing training on Tuesday night. What's he where's he working, Mitch? Uh, he's a waiter. Huh? Waiter, where's he wait? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Cardews, Cardews players, dad's Italian restaurant, like that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Like so, so the Italian restaurant, the King's Head. Um, <laughs> we're gonna. I'll go into mine then. Uh, I've picked a centre uh, back that's six foot, wide and slow. Um, uh, say, <laughs> yeah, an autobiography about uh, Jimmy Guinness. Uh, his name is. He's a uh, youth product of the Bristol City Academy, but sat, uh, he's got Ireland and England youth caps. Uh, England under fifteen, Ireland under sixteens. Um, he's got an Irish father. That's why. Um, he sadly gets released by Bristol City Academy and joins Conference Northside Gloucester City. But this in his first crazy. season, he has a loan spell at Bishop's Cleave, winning the league at 19. He's back at Gloucester, but he chooses in January to leave Gloucester for top of the table Kidderminster Harriers and get promoted that season. 
He plays a season in the conference for Kidderminster. Battle, they battle bravely against survive, uh, and survive relegation by one point with a final day away draw at already promoted Aldershot. Um, that's where I'll leave it for now. And I'm, I'm probably a pro- uh, Jimmy Guinness is probably about 20, 21 years of age right now as he's uh, battled bravely in the conference against relegation. And a nil-nil draw away at Aldershot. That's a, that's a good draw, that, though. It's a, good it's result, a solid really. draw if they've already promoted yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Stayed up by one point. It's a great result. I, would, I was going to say that Macclesfield were going to be relegated, but they're already gone. Then I was going to say oh, Bury, yeah. but they're already gone. Oh, um, yeah. So um, only one team got relegated that year, and it still wasn't Stevenage and Morecambe, because they're still in League Two somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe it at that. Well, I'll like I say my guy Gary Smith at this point. He's still only about eighteen, so eighteen, nineteen. So I'll just catch him up to about age twenty-two. So he gets a call up for the crew team, um, which I mean you probably certainly could do <coughs> from a few good performances at Nantwich Town. Um, at crew, he has a couple of years. First season, you know, an eighth-place finish, playing lovely football, the kind of football that you'd like to see from a, a lower league team. But you know, does the success always come with it? Arguably not. Second season, though. Crew have gone up third place this time, um, and he's got himself to move to the championship. Oh, so he doesn't get a season in League One, moves straight to the championship as a young English centre mid to um, Preston. <laughs> That's um, a good move. Yeah, it's Gary, one of Gary Smith's dreams, really, to play for such a team. So, Adam, for somebody from Crew, and yeah, I, I, obviously, if, if Chatterton, if you're listening, I know you, you might be listening. Where does Crew and Preston compare as living conditions? Um, so, oh, uh, <laughs> Staffordshire, like Central Lancashire, do we go um, that debate? Yeah, if you go, I mean, live, if you're living in Crew City Centre, it's not it's not a glamorous life. But I mean, you'd be, you know, Gary Smith, you'd be living on the outskirts. You'd be, you'd be looking at some oh, nice Cheshire. South Cheshire homes. Yeah. I would think far, Holmes, far, far. Holmes Chapel. Is it Holmes Chapel? Holmes Chapel. Oh, yeah. If you live in the dream in Holmes Chapel, certainly playing golf. You know, leagues above a Preston, I'd say. I haven't really been to Preston, but I can imagine. I actually was quite surprised. Black, it was actually Blackpool, quite nice. I've been there once and it was quite nice. I thought, Preston. anyway. Oh, All right, yeah. So, Cardi, so, yeah, that's what's the age of 21 now. So, after successful lo- two years on loan at Dulwich Hamlet, the uh, JJ J Piero is recalled to Orion. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of time. Comes about the mid middle of the season, and there's a lot of injuries up top. So he gets thrown on in the game with five minutes to play to replace an injured striker. He comes on and scores the winner. He gets given a starting position in the next game, and he continues his run of form, which moves Orion into the playoffs. They get to the playoff final, but they fall at the final hurdle. Uh, and because of his half season wonder. Barnsley come calling from the championship. They have £200,000 fee because they have to replace Corley Woodrow up top. And it sees JJJ Piero moving That's into not the... hard to replace. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's a great move, but two hundred grand's a bit flattering, isn't it, for JJJ Piero? Do you think he's worth that much? Oh, yeah, mate. There's plenty, there's plenty, uh, plenty of life in him. And, uh, Those so, yeah, are the so kind of fees you're, you're, you're battling with when you're Barnsley, mate. About 23. About 23, he's moved to Barnsley. Probably about oh, as bad as moving to Preston. I, th- I think I think I think it's a good move, but will it pay off? You know, I mean, it's one it of those 200 grand. It could be, it could be so not really a lot of money nowadays, but 
Also, not... for, for anybody familiar with last week's podcast, I believe, unlike Hull, Barnsley do have B2. They do. They do. And funny I... enough, I just thought I'd put this in here, definitely not watching, but somebody I was working with in Tesco's garage the other day said, um, it turns out they were from Hull, and I mentioned to them that there was no BT, and he went, it's found that funny, and then uh, I said KCOM, and they burst into a conversation about KCOM. So uh, there you go, conversation starters all over the place with uh, about Hull and the lack of BT sport. Um, or BT, fibre optic, broadband, whatever. Uh, Mitchell, back to you. Yeah, so some of this here is not really uh, suitable for the internet, uh, what I've wrote down. Um, but basically, I finally made it into the, into the first team squad. I was about 22 uh, with help of some teammates. But I was really struggling here. Uh, so my first team, it was... Uh, I couldn't really get to the climate of England. Uh, really struggling. Got on the wrong side of some teammates. Finally got in. But you uh, and then I went out... Sorry, you couldn't get used to the climate of England, but you were from England. No, I'm not, mate. I'm Mexican. What? Where, where's that come from? Do you think Santiago Punes is an English name? <laughs> I, thought, I mean, have you just rewritten golf. So uh, anyway, so any, so right, got into the first team. Red, I'm going to say Redden have been promoted. Uh, well done to them. They're doing quite well first season. We've stayed up. Second season, I've, I've, I've it's gone to my head, mate. It's gone to my head. I've been caught. I've been caught by the sun uh, on a night out doing way too much stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, and I've been. I'm in a bad tabloid post. So, uh, you're really a Premier League footballer or a Championship footballer? Right? I'm Premier League at the minute, mate. Yeah, but they got promoted the season. I, I broke right. through. First season, I'm all right. Season, I had a, I wouldn't say a standout season, but good enough to get recognised by some bigger teams. And so, uh, remind and me of your position. I had the, uh, uh, right mid. Hmm. Yeah, so I've had an average season. I'm getting, I'm getting over, I'm starting every other game, get on the bench, and doing all right. Uh, but, yeah, end, end of this kind of time, 22, 23, I'm thinking, I've been caught out. I've been doing some bad stuff in a dodgy nightclub in London. This is just the hotel. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good that for dodgy, me. That dodgy shooters and slough. Yeah, honest, <laughs> honestly, honestly, it's not looking good for me. Uh, I'm going through a really tough time with home life. Uh, will he bounce back? You tell me. Oh, we'll find out. Cliffhanger. Oh, it's all that reading of Trotsky there. You know a cliffhanger when you see one. Right, Joe, where's, where's, where's Mr. Uh, going next? Jimmy Guinness. Well, Jimmy Guinness has left kid of Mr. Harriers after one year, well, one and a half years. He had a solid, like I said, they battled bravely against relegation and survived. And then a, a certain League Two cycle, Cheltenham Town can call him, funny enough, uh, on a free transfer. So I left Great Mark Yates, yeah, Cheltenham legend at Kidderminster, who recommended me to Mickey Duff. I know Michael Duff has picked me up on a free, and I, I haven't played very much in my first year. Oh, sorry, Jimmy Guinness hasn't played very much in his first year. Um, keep it's not, I promise it's not an autobiography. Um, Jimmy Guinness hasn't played much in his first year. But in his second year, Guinness plays a big role as Cheltenham was successful in the playoffs and get promoted. Guinness... Excuse me, my voice went there. Uh, Guinness... Swelling up at the very thought. Yeah. I, just the thought of going up with you... you know, Guinness's hometown team. Um, although he's, it's almost a nightmare. Guinness did score an own goal in the playoff finals, oh, but no. jubilation as he scores the winning penalty in the shootout as nine-eight victors against Tranmere <laughs> Rovers, zero great to hero. That. Yeah, nine-eight. Yeah, the team didn't want him to take a penalty after his previous 
penalty shootout experience at, uh, in an under-23s Manchester League game for, uh, for his friend's team. But we won't get into that because he was a Manchester player there. And, um, you know, everyone knows the truth. Uh, uh, Guinness then turns down a transfer straight to the championship to go uh, to Portman Road with Ipswich. He turns that down. And uh, now 23, he's still at CTFC. He starts the league one season with four straight wins and a playoff. Uh, and they're in the playoffs by the international break. Guinness then receives an Irish call-up, which he accepts, but only makes the bench as a, at the Euro qualifiers versus Belarus um, in mints, but no cap. Oh. So I'm going to carry on a little bit because I've done between 21 and 24, I think. A sloppy winter in competitive league sees CTFC <laughs> drop into the relegation fight by Christmas. Just four points off the drop. It's misery this time. Uh, um, as, as Guinness scores an, another own goal that relegates his hometown versus Rochdale on the last day of the season. He chooses to turn down the Bristol uh, Rovers offer to stay in the league and gets relegated with Cheltenham. He's made some shocking career decisions. Yeah, he's, his career's gone backwards. His career's gone backwards. Yeah. It's called loyalty. This is where loyalty gets you. Yeah. He, he could have been playing with Paul Lambert doing bits, but no, he's stuck in Cheltenham. And that is where loyalty gets yeah. He's just got to die will, I want to leave it on the cliffhanger. Will loyalty prevail? Will, will, will Guinness get another shot? Will he get capped? Will he get another shot? Or will he rot and drop? So, uh, Adam, no. your next move. Um, so... We're looking at two to three years now at Preston, learning the trade, you know, in a proper, an honest, an honest working class town in England, where all sentiments are shaped. Um, it's a couple of years of mid mid table, really. Uh, you know, he's on free kick duty, probably the biggest baller in their team, but that's not really saying that much. His final season, he gets a little bit of a run in the playoffs, semi final. It's, it's a comf- it's a comfortable loss um, though for Brentford, but comfortable loss against Brentford. Sorry, you really do the business. Things are looking a little bit bleak. He's looking at becoming a, a centre mid, a, a championship centre mid, and rotting down there. But who comes knocking on the door with six million pounds in his hand? Sean Dyche, of course he does. Oh. Six million pounds oh. moved to Burnley, and he gets in his car, drives the however many. It's a short journey, I'd say. That's very similar to town. It's going to be 40 miles. It ain't uh, bad. It ain't bad. It isn't bad, but, the, but what I was going to say, this is, this is the worry, though. This is the thing. Burnley are currently sat. This, this is a, the deal's agreed before the window. In fact, in the, sorry, before the season starts. Sorry, before the season ends. So okay. it, 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 they could be relegated by the time he joins, is what They could saying. be relegated, yeah. They could be relegated. So he, they're currently sat in the relegation zone, so... Can I ask a few more questions about Gary Smith? Because I'm intrigued. Yeah. He's, so he's a central midfielder. I, I, I'm guessing by the, the route his career has gone down, he's a hard-nosed defensive midfielder. Likes to tackle, likes to kick out. Um, doesn't really play much football. But he's, he's industrial. Yeah, he's, is he industrial? He is industrial, yeah. He's combative in the middle of the park. Oh. What a word, an adjective. <laughs> oh, it's a bit of a verb. Is it a verb or an adjective? Combative. Uh, combative. Hmm. Um, an adjective. English A, I, think. English a I, level. I, I, I couldn't tell you what either means. And, um, it's an adjective, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, right, yeah. Tardew, what's, mm. Ooh, what's it, Nixon's arguing? 
So JJ Piero signed for Barnsley, gets straight in the first team, and he has a world of a first season. He bags 27 championship goals. That's not mean feet. With his head towering at six foot seven. Halfway through the season, Barnsley offer him a four-year contract to tie him down because they can the sniffing of Premier League clubs around. Smart move. And he that, signs and he signs for it. Signs, he falls for signs, it. He signs. signs he's, because he's grateful he's been given the opportunity. Grateful. Would this prove a mistake? He play he stays at Barnsley for three seasons, totting up seventy goals in hundred and thirty games in all competitions. He Ooh, bags, some record that bags and he's um, still got where, where are Barnsley in this time? Are they still near the bottom of the championship? Or is he they're, to... they're 12, 14. They're not really not really getting anywhere. But his contract's only got a year left by this point. And that's Ooh, so what's I'm, what's the next move? That's that's, that's the real I'll, question, isn't it? Is he that's where I'll leave it. Oh, interesting. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if I'll cross Triple J Piero in my career. Will I leave one in on him? If, I'm just going to say, if he, uh, <laughs> oh, if he like six, seven, he'll be terrified of the geezer. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Jimmy Guinness uh, isn't isn't got much control over his limbs. So where he leaves them, <laughs> it's normally pain. Uh, Mitchell. Um. Yeah, so uh, my career takes a weird turn. Uh, <laughs> so I've had, I've, had a, I've had a really good season at uh, Reading. They've come 10th. Uh, and this just happens to be the same time Real Madrid are buying players for silly money for no reason. No. Um, about four or five years ago, Ronaldo's just left and we're trying to fill the gap with... So they think we go to the Champions So we go to the Champions Ronaldo's uh, left, we go to the Championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're Premier League at the minute. No, no, we're. Oh, we're sorry, sorry, sorry. I take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so the Galacticos have moved in for a 30 million offer. Reading the force taking it. Majeski's uh, made them bankrupt. Uh, but I'm struggling to adapt to uh, Spanish football, uh, and I'm only good enough to make the bench now and then. I've not really filled that hole. Ronaldo left. Uh, I don't know why. I'm brilliant. I'm the best dead ball uh, taker in the world at this point, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, so further home life, like the home life, he keeps coming back. Uh, my brother, out of nowhere, uh, he comes, he's, he's, he took my Lamborghini, he drove off of it, he robbed me. I haven't seen him in 10 years because I, I, I left Mexico. He, he's, he's robbed me. It's ridiculous. Uh, I've had my first red card in my career. It's not looking good. I fired my agent because he got me a really bad sponsorship with some tofu company. I don't even like tofu. Absolute joke. <laughs> don't want to be involved gone. in that rubbish. It's all gone. Either. Honestly, it's all gone. It's all gone. My career at this point, I'm about 24. It's not looking healthy. No one. Uh, yeah, but on a brighter note, uh, I do get into the Champions League final with Real Madrid. I come on and sub. Uh, they're 3-1 down. Yeah, a goal and an assist. Go 3-3 and we win on pens. So, well, bad then. I've had, I've had, I did have a really bad start at Madrid, but I've kind of brought it back after all the trials and tribulations. Now I've had a good game. Did he replace his car, Mitch? Uh, well, this is the issue. I actually uh, don't know because I'm still going through the process of my insurance company, so I'm waiting oh. for him. <laughs> you know, for the yeah. time so, being, uh, he's had to buy a, a Opal. He's got, he's got a yeah. rental car. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm, going through, I'm going through the uh, legal stuff now with him, and it's it's not looking good because it's family. So he's, he's saying, oh, they've not robbed it. He knows who took it. Go find it. 
but um, insurance, you know, it's one of those back and forth of the insurance company. So we'll find out. I've got an old prediction that uh, old Nunes could even be dead by 30 or retired like ben, David Bentley. That's my kind of prediction. Well, look, like I said, he's, 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 he's won the championship. He's, he's looked all right. He's, 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 won the, he's won the Champions League now. You know what I mean? He's had a still performance. So he's got the ability, just obviously issues. Um, right. Jimmy Guinness, where's he gone? Uh, well, Jimmy Guinness has a steady start uh, to the season for CT, uh, well, sorry, CTFC, Charlton Town, a steady start to, to their, their League Two season and relegated. They're mid table in January. So, cash flow is not great, which is rare for CTFC because we've got no money, but cash flow is normally solid, you know, I must say, well run. Uh, Charlton accept an offer from AFC Wimbledon for Jimmy Ooh. Guinness to move to League One. Jimmy Guinness is clapped off in his final home game versus Morecambe before he packs his bags and heads east to, to the Dons. Um, AFC Wimbledon have an unsuccessful playoff, um, se- uh, playoff season, losing in the semi-finals. Uh, due to injuries, Guinness receives another Irish call-up and makes the bench again, but uh, this time away in Prague, not Minsk. After 10 minutes, Kieran Clark comes off injured. And, and oh, and Guinness gains his first cap in a nil-nil draw in Prague. Injuries and a solid performance in Czechia. No, not Czech Republic. Uh, sees uh, Guinness start the home qualifier versus Estonia. His first start in Dublin is a two-nil win. Uh, this leads to a Blackburn off at Wimbledon. So this is now the end of the season uh, when all this is happening. Blackburn have offered Wimbledon 1.2 million for Guinness's services. In, uh, oh, in the following January, excuse me, the following January, she so has tw- 12 months at AFC Wimbledon. We skipped half a season there. Um, am I right? Yeah. Blackburn, uh, 1.2 million. Blackburn give Wimbledon, and the uh, the Dons, uh, the Dons clearly accept. Um, Guinness walks straight in as a first teamer. And Blackburn win the playoffs. He is now a Premier League player at the age of 26, I think we're at. Well, 26. Yeah. Really. He makes yeah. a further Blackburn. two caps uh, that season versus Scotland and Italy. A 2-1 win against Scotland and a 0-0 draw against Italy. He also makes the Euro squad. I've got so I'm going to put a little disclaimer. I've got tournament news in this. Albeit original. So I've started the career. When he was when he left the academy, it's when we would have left sixth form. Well, I would have personally. I'm the second so four years youngest. ago. Yeah, um, on that timeline. But originally, I'd done it on today's timeline. So the actual tournaments are out of date from when I wrote them. So basically, the years are wrong. But anyway, apparently, it's the Euros this year. Um, make, Guinness makes the Euro squad, and it's capped twice again in the warm-ups, and he builds an. Builds a partnership on the left of Dara O'Shea. A successful Euros, uh, as Ireland surprised many on their, on their way to the semi-finals with a group of Poland, <laughs> yeah, a group of Poland <laughs> Germany and Serbia. They finished second in the group with a 1-1 draw in Poland, a 1-0 win at Serbia, a 3-3 draw with the Germans, where Guinness gets a late winner. And a penalty shootout win against Netherlands, 2-2 after extra time. And, an, and another penalty defeat to the Germans in another draw with the Germans, 0-0. So um, the Irish return home as heroes. And in his first uh, season in the Prem, Blackburn uh, have a tough season and don't survive, which yeah. leads to a transfer for Guinness. Where will that be? 
See, Joe, there's a big issue I've got here, mate. Even in the fantasy world, Ireland are never finishing that well in the well, uh, Euro. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, some would say, dream some would yeah, say at the 2002 World Cup, when they lost on penalties to Spain, they were one of the favourites of the tournament. They should have gone uh, even yeah, further. They should have beaten Spain. Um, with, with, uh, I'm trying to think what manager's at the wheel at this point. Oh, my first ever international call-up I, I received, I thought to say, from Paul McShane. Ooh, interesting Paul move Mc, there by Paul Ireland. McShane left the post at the end of t- 2000, uh, 2026, despite the good euros. So um, oh, for the next call-up, when, when I get my next call-up, if I do, which is, uh, I've kind of given it away there, I'll let you know who's now in charge. I'll leave it like that. And I'm also leaving club, which I mentioned, which left on a cliffhanger. Where will I go? Nice. Where will Guinness go? Where will Guinness go? Okay, so, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary, Gary Smith's 23 at the moment. Uh, he's just moved to Burnley. I, I cocked up last time, so Burnley have come down. That's just. That's just. Yeah. Oh, Burnley's moving, really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, yeah, he's taken it, but he's, he's gone to a team that are, should be a top championship side, you'd like to think. But, um, so the first season, he really, as you can imagine, learns perfects the defensive side of his game. He really is living the Brexit dream at this point. It's all and out. CDM, don't get, don't pass the halfway line. Um, in his first season at Burnley, they go straight back up as champions. Doesn't get in a goal. Doesn't get a goal. Gets one assist. Um, he is top of the table for red cards, however, and there's a little bit of a scandal. Oh, as he is actually... Yeah, there's a little bit of a scandal because him and Troy Deeney actually have a serious punch-up that leaves, leaves him in, in a cell overnight down in London. Um, but if there's any set of fans in the world willing to look past that, it's Burnley. So the guy at this point really is establishing himself, cementing himself as a fan favourite. Um, so yeah, we'll come back to me at the age of 24 in the Premier League with Burnley. We'll leave it there for now. Scrappy man. I like it. He's a... Uh... Favours, is he? The most red carded player. Living up to his namesake, Gary Smith, there, really. Isn't he? Is. he is. <laughs> right. He's one of he's one of four hundred Gary Smiths at every Burnley home game. <laughs> Some fact that, yeah. Uh you, where's where's Mario Balotelli so, going next? We left we left JJ at in his last year of his Barnsley contract. And uh, as we all know, the Saudi Arabian takeover at Newcastle by this point has is about to happen. But the last transfer they do before that takeover is JJ from Barnsley for twenty million pounds from the championship. Oh, big money! Big money! And what was it? Barnsley, Barnsley signed you for two hundred grand, and they sold event. you for twenty bags. Yeah, twenty He's, mil. The man's the man Not scores goals. He's worth every penny. Worth every penny. And he goes, he goes to Newcastle, and in his first season at Newcastle, they, they sign a good number, of, good number of players, some good talent, and they finish uh, sixth in the league, and they get to the Europa League. So he's playing in Europe for the first time, and that's what, that's what I'll leave it for now. Right, well, you've got to say Barnes is a great bit of business, isn't it, really? Two hundred grand so, for A 1,000% profit? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 100 that's times probably. the amount, whatever the maths is. It's probably... We've had English and maths class now. He's worth his weight in goals. It's just not going to just leave. To show you kids this it. podcast. Yeah. For the year. I just want to leave GCSE core science on the back burner. All right. As long as as long as adjectives and verbs aren't in their exams. So. Yeah. They'd be as confused as confused as we are. It's, that's what you go. Ask your teachers. 
your homeschooler and homeschool parent is combative a verb or an adjective there you go, that's or, oh bit. i've got the answer it's an adverb it's an adverb there we go it it's an adverb how do i not know that it's an adverb <laughs> comment down below if you actually do know what it, it is, is an adverb it's got to be an adverb <laughs> The worst thing about all this, I'm a teacher, I should know. I'm sat in clueless. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not how, not how busy it is uh, for the pupils I've got to teach. And safe hands. I always said, um, before, I, in the floor, I always said that um, when, when, when you got a degree or something, you thought you'd be really bright, or you, what you thought you would be when you got a degree. I literally feel thicker. I feel so <laughs> unaccomplished. I feel like I've been in the last three years. Yeah. Mental capacity's gone, just gone to zero. But um, on to Mitch. How is so uh, more about Nunes Santiago Punes? Sorry, Punes. Yeah, so Santiago Punes. Oh, but this, this, this can you explain what Punes means for those? That so, don't so get it's it. Santiago Munez. Um, PG, PG, please. It's, ah, it's, it's right, Santiago Munez. But uh, pro clubs, because I'm awful at pro clubs. It's Santiago Punes. So uh, that's his name. Um, but, so obviously, I've just won the I've just won the Champions League. Yeah, a lot. Um, but in the pre-season t- summer, obviously, you know the Lambo story, waiting for insurance. Uh, I'm currently in my Peugeot 308, uh, driving down, training. Uh, as I turn the corner, I've drifted on because I'm checking my phone. You know, don't don't check your phone uh, when you're driving, but I have. Uh, and I've only gone face on with a Citroen Picasso. And I can say <laughs> something now, the Peugeot has not beat the Citroen Picasso. That's two wars I'd love yeah. to see. It is not there's not £45 worth of damage done there. <laughs> the, the issue is here, the issue is here, right, is it's not looking good for my career. Uh, I'm about 20, 26, I'm going to say. Uh, well, i say 25 for the sake of it. I've had to have a year out, two broken legs, will he return? Uh, I've been released by Real Madrid because I've just caused too much trouble. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a good pitcher uh, for the club. I'm no one's idol anymore. Uh, but I've come back. Spurs have offered me a contract, uh, and they've offered me a contract for the season for the rest of the season. I'll come in January, but I've not. I've not impressed. And at the age of 27, I've been released. So I've missed. I've missed two seasons of football uh, because of the me playing on my phone uh, in Madrid. In a car crash, nearly died. Spurs, for me, contract. Fair play to Spurs. Uh, I'm going to say Jose Mourinho, thank you very much. Uh, but Punas was not good enough and released. Where next? We'll find out soon. Mm. Um, I suppose that leaves me. Like, I left you on the, the almighty cliffhanger of what happened to me after Blackburn were relegated. I told you it was transfer agreed. Uh, it was actually Hagazi brought me to West Bromwich Albion. He's in charge of West Brom at this point. Uh, Hagazi. Uh, he saw, he knows a good defender when he sees one. So Jimmy Guinness has gone to West Brom. West Brom survived relegation of relegation scrap. That's a, that's a trend. Um, survived relegation again uh, in the Premier League. Uh, and Guinness achieves a formal caps for Ireland. They top the World Cup qualifying group with a group of Turkey, Russia, Macedonia, Georgia, Andorra and the Faroe Islands and make it to the World Cup where Keith Andrews, the newly appointed Irish coach, takes charge of his first Irish tournament. There's an absolute historic 0-0 draw versus Brazil where uh, the the Irish tabloids wrote Guinness, uh, no, Neymar has drunk too many Guinnesses as he gets pocketed. Um, 
a 1-0 defeat to Germany, but a 3-1 win versus the USA as the Irish qualify second and Brazil are out. After extra time, the Irish carry on their merry run at tournaments and defeat France 1-0. Kylian Mbappe is in tears, absolute tears, and Pogba's <laughs> dance into Facebook, Instagram posts. Um, then they play Argentina in the quarterfinals in a 5-2 defeat. Uh, much the same the next season at West Brom, uh, but an injury crisis at Arsenal. He's uh, she's Arsenal looking for a centre half, and in January they signed Guinness for seven million pounds. Uh, who's who's in charge of uh, Arsenal? Well, I, I debated this. It was either going to be Cesc Fabregas or um, Ray Parler, and you know what? Who would I rather play under? A man that's never Ray managed, Parler. like like Cesc Fabregas, uh, Ray Parler. So Ray Parler <laughs> paid seven million pounds of Stan Kroenke's money. I believe Stan Kroenke's involved. Stan Kroenke, an owner or, or a board member? Yeah. I can't remember. Well, yeah, he's, he's, I think he's the son who runs it all. Yeah, uh, seven oh, million sure, pounds right. sterling of Stan Kroenke's money has been spent on Jimmy Guinness to help uh, tackle the injury crisis at Arsenal. Uh, Guinness makes his Europa League debut. Uh, and it eventually takes Arsenal to the Champions League spots. Uh, at 29, the following season, Guinness starts his first Champions League game. It's been a real rags-to-riches story. Only nine years earlier, he's playing conference football. Um, start the Champions League, historic 3-1 win away at the Bernabeu, where Guinness gets a goal. A week later, though, is the North London derby, and Guinness is sent off for a straight red challenge on Harry Winks, and it is knee height. That's all I want to say. Oh, he didn't need VAR to tell you that was dangerous. So he gets a six-match ban and a sighting. Um, and he returned. He eventually returned. Obviously, returned for his ban, and it's much the same. Um, however, Ireland failed to make the Euros that summer in a group that included Israel and Slovenia, who qualified above them. Um, Keith Andrews is therefore sacked, and Mick McCarthy takes over the Ireland job for the seventeenth time. There's no um, surprise there, is there? Yeah, McCarthy takes over for the 17th time. Um, and I suppose I'll leave it there. Interesting. What's Gary? Good, yeah, let's go down to Gary. What's he, what's he plodding on with? It's Gary Smith. Now, we, we, we rejoined Gary at this point of the story at age 24, still in the northwest. West. It goes without saying. Playing for Burnley. Um, they're in the, they're in the um, Premier League at this point. Now he spends... Uh, between 24 and 28 at Burnley for the first few seasons well I mean the whole thing is very very it's very safe he's a bit of a I see him as a James Milner type but he's he's a very safe footballer it's all mid-table all very mid-table he finishes as high as eighth he's promoted to captain in his uh, at the age of 28 there he's a real fan favourite now they love him they love him there he's, he's even picked up the Burnley the Burnley accent speaking like one of them unfortunately for him and he feels like that's where his career is going to it's where his career is gonna it's gonna end now. It feels. However, as a man of the northwest, when another northwest team come calling, he can't say no. As he he really wants to uh, make a move for an international career now at the age of twenty nine, and um, Manchester United's most recent ninety million pound striker, uh, ninety million pound centre mid, has inevitably let them down. Too much TikTok and uh, not enough football. So. For 25 million, because at this point they will pay anything, you know, United. Uh, they just throw money at Burnley, and Gary Smith, unfortunately, with a tear in his eye, packs up his car, drives 
again, not a long way to another north. Probably another 30 north miles north. the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Manchester at the age of 29. What so, a career yeah. so far for Smith and he's only travelled the radius of about 25 miles and all his career he's been Yeah, he's, he's, he's been crew pressed. Not moved out once, has he? It's all, it's all the same train line, isn't it? It's, he only yeah. got his train line. He's still he does, yeah. He only, well. travels by Northern. he only travels by Northern. Northern Rail? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a rickety family holiday to Southport, I think. Well, I think, I think it's interesting there because, yeah, he, it's a big move at yeah, that age. Can he prove himself? Has he got more to give? You know, that's... This is it. And will he get that international career that he's now craving, the final step? I mean, once, once a man's done four years at Burnley, that's his career anyway. He's made. He's made. But yeah, I'll leave it there. Go on, yeah. Carl, you. Uh, so, JJ, obviously, in his first season with Newcastle in the Prem, got the Europa League qualification under his belt, scored 12 goals, respectable campaign, about eight assists with his uh, little strike partner, big man, little man. We'd love to see it. Uh, he, he starts off the Europa League well, scores uh, six goals in the group stage, not going badly. About Christmas time, it breaks his leg. He's out for about three... Three months, it's quite bad. Returns in March, enters the uh, the Europa League at the semi in the second leg and scores an 88-minute winner to put Bayer Leverkusen out and put Newcastle United through to the final. Scope. They win the final comfortably, comfortably against Leicester City. as an all-English an all-English final. Oof. They win it 3-0. Embarrassment. Now it gets interesting because the phone starts ringing. And you've got two phone calls. You've got one, Eddie Howe, England manager, offering, offering a chance to play for England. Or on the other line, you've got, give me, a, give me, a, give me an Italian, Andrea Perlo, Italian manager. Oh. That'll do. Who do you choose? So you've got a PE teacher and a football legend. Who do you yeah. choose? Go to England where you lived all your life, or your dad's, go down your dad's heritage and play for a master of the game. Who knows? Ooh. Interesting. We had a little interval there, didn't we, Mitchell? Uh, couldn't wait, could you? I've got um, the bladder of a four-year-old, so... Fair enough. Um, obviously, we didn't say goodbye in the last segment, so excuse the editing. It's not up to scratch yet. But uh, we're going to get into it. I think we're going back to uh, Santiago Punes. Yeah, so... I'll, I'll be left Sorry, I've got one more thing to ask you. Sorry, sorry. is that Punes? Is that... We obviously said it's after Santiago Nunes, but it's also a play on words with Sunez. No, no, no. It's, it's P-U-N-E-Z with the little accent with oh, the email. Okay. So, just thought I'd clear that up yeah. for anyone also confused. Um, obviously, we left him. He's just, he's just been released by Spurs. Uh, Mourinho weren't happy. Work rate, you know, he weren't playing training. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've had, a, I've had a tough couple of years, as you've known. Lambo's gone. Mum's gone. Guard's gone. Everyone's gone. Right? It's Lambo. It's sore. It's a depressing story. Not legs lie. gone. Yeah, legs have gone. Yeah, the Picasso's torn <laughs> clean off, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I vanished for a few seasons uh, and I pop up in the Isthmian League uh, playing for Canby Island where I become manager, player manager at the age of 31. Um, so I've had a couple of years out. He's popped about nowhere. Canby Island. I took him in, player manager. This is where managing starts. Uh, he's won back-to-back promotions uh, and puts him back on the map. I fully retire as a player as my legs can't do it anymore because of the crash. It took me years off him. Uh, I've been offered a role as assistant manager at a new franchise in America and so I take it at the Buffalo Bullhorns where we have, good, we have two good seasons to start off. 
So I've just so I've had this little brief spell in the Isthmian League, Canby Island. They're up to National Leagues. They're up to the Conference Premier, I think, with the Isthmian. Yeah, so up to the Conference Premier. I've left them there. I've now gone to Buffalo Bullhorns, the brand new franchise, at the age of 34. Wow, yeah. they have a weird move, right? Quite yeah. an outcome, isn't it, <laughs> um, for uh, poor old Punas? Never really looked likely, did it? He's had some mega moves out of thin air. He's, he's won the cha- he's won the Champions League, and now he's stuck at some dodgy franchise in North America. I kind of think if his name was Gary Smith, he wouldn't have got near the Bernabeu. No. Yeah, yeah, he signed yeah, that's, that's on the, the he signed it because of the accent that's on the Gary Gary Smith does not replace Ronaldo, but Punas does. That's the thing. I, I also think there's a point in which you've got to start looking at Punas himself, like character traits. Couldn't settle in Spain, even though he's Spanish, might as well be, you know, Mexican, Mexican. Spanish speaking, like yeah. son, couldn't settle in either country. I think you've got to start looking at, uh, a lot's going wrong for him, bless him, but, um, but he felt most at home at Canby Island, by the sounds, which is bizarre. Um, maybe just as, maybe he just likes pints of Carlin. Um, but uh, I suppose we'll get back to, um, back to, to Jimmy Guinness. Um, as I said, Mick, Park, Mick McCarthy's taken over the home at Ireland for the 17th time. Um, he started the next season with Arsenal. And, you know, he's become a mainstay in the Arsenal back line now. They're quite solid at the back, which is not really not what you know Arsenal for. And in the first Champions League game of that season at the West Farland Stadium, a.k.a. the Signal in Duna, I think that's how you pronounce it, part, you know, Dortmund, uh, Guinness is injured. It's a big injury. I don't want to disclose it just because I'm a bit superstitious and I've had an injury injury tail pass. Um, but he does make his Premier League return in February of that season and manages to reclaim a, t- a first-team spot as Arsenal finished second. However, that summer, there's a new signing at centre-back. Don't know who it is. Didn't go that far. But So now um, Guinness has got a battle of playing time. He's in and out of the team. January comes. Inter Milan need a centre-back on loan. And what, in the twilight years of his career, at approximately 30-31 now, Guinness has played in the top five flights of English football. Top six flights of English football. Top seven, sorry, with Yismian. Um, oh, or Cleve Hellenic. Maybe seven, maybe six. And now he's, now he, now he's off to Milan. This is the grassroots dream. He's a solid 10-15 games for Milan on loan. Milan uh, decided to make the deal permanent at the end of his oh. first season oh. for uh, £2 million. In other news, the Republic of Ireland qualified for the World Cup, second behind France. They've drawn in the group of Uruguay, Ghana and Trinidad and Tobago. It's a 2-1 loss in the opening game to Uruguay. Well, Cav- uh, well, Cavani's dead by now. Cavani's son, and Diego Forlan's son, scores twice. <laughs> they, they play Ghana and draw 1-1, but they manage to beat Trinidad 4-0 with Sean Gilter at retirement, Stern John up front. Stern John's 57 and Sean Gilter's 63, um, and they got there by beating the USA. So, brilliant. Oh, fair, um, fair play to him, yeah. Yeah, been there before. Uh, Portugal... They played Portugal in the last 16 and lose 3-1 to three penalties from Bruno Fernandes. Um, it's the start of the 2032-33 season at Inter. It's been a successful season and Guinness is loving his life in Milan. 
they're a champ, they win the Champions League, a 5 2 win over Barcelona and a Syria, and he's named Ireland captain, which has been which left his father who doesn't cry with tears in his eyes. Uh, although, sadly, in 2033 34, injury returns. Won't disclose that injury because I said uh, a bit superstitious. Um, injury, injury of forms dropped, and he plays less on his return for Inter Milan. A loan deal is agreed. Only the third loan of his career, the second in the last two years. He moves to the Catholic side of Glasgow. He moves to Celtic. Wins the SPR. He's Celtic player of the season, and he manages to get a nice personal note by beating Arsenal in the Champions League at the last 16 with a historic 1 0 win at Celtic Park. This sets up, sets up a, a, a quarter final tie with Bayern Munich, which Celtic sadly defeat. Eventually, he signs for Celtic on the permanent and wins the SPL again. They scrape, uh, as for Ireland, they scrape through qualifying and make it to yet another World Cup under Mick McCarthy. Ireland have another historic tournament. They've only, bear in mind, with O'Shea there, they've only missed one tournament. And now, as captain, they've gone to the World Cup and they've scraped through to the World Cup final. 2-2 versus Germany in the groups. A 3-1 win over Sweden and a 2-0 win with Australia. Sets up a last 16 tie with Poland, which is 1-1 with a win on penalties. A 1-0 victory with Ghana in the quarters. A penalty win avenging the defeat to Argentina in the previous tournament. Leaves a 2-1 defeat to the Netherlands with a late delict goal. And that denies Ireland their first ever World Cup. O'Shea decides to step down after that, giving up the captaincy and retiring from international football altogether, really retiring at the top of international sport. He retires with 97 caps for his country and nine goals alongside four own goals. O'Shea decides to leave Celtic that year in favour of a pastures new. He's now 38 years of age. He heads for, he heads for the MLS where he joins the New England Revolution because he's for the revolution. A standard season in the MLS, nothing to scream and shout about, mid-table mediocrity in the Eastern Conference, which sees him also move back, uh, back to Europe, Cork City, his father's hometown. He plays a season and a half in Cork between the years of 37 and 39 and thoroughly enjoys his time at Turner's Cross. But it's not time to retire just yet because he has somewhere to go somewhere to hang up his boots, leave him in the centre circle and get clapped off like a true hero. <laughs> Bear with me. Bear with me. With Ben Tozer at the helm. <laughs> CTFC are in a crisis. Cork City, uh, Connor Hurahan, who's in charge of Cork City, understands O'Shea's wish and allows him to release him early for his contract so he can sign as a free agent in January for Ben Tozer's Charlton Town and manages to keep them in League 2 football. It's a, it's a bidding farewell as Ushay retires at the end of the season, leave it capping off a 20-year career where he's made 710 league appearances um, with 807 appearances in all competition. But this isn't it for Ushay. Four years later, he goes for a pint in Cardiff and he gets chatting to a local. Both talk football, he goes, I know you from somewhere. And he's only talking to Lee Trundle. Wow, they have a hell of a night in Cardiff. A few beers, a few beers, a few shorts, you know, Sambuca's out, you name it. Tequila slammers. 
Anushri <laughs> signs on the dot that night. It's four o'clock in the morning, smoking area of, I can't think of the club in Cardiff right now, Prism, Prism. Anushri signs a one-year one yeah. contract at 44 with Ballatown. Anushri only manages to field three, to, three times for the side and retires with 810 career appearances. And that is it. That's curtains for Jim. Oh, O'Shea. I'm calling him O'Shea now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoops. He's, he's changed Jimmy his name Guinness. back to Guinness. Jimmy Guinness retires from Ballatown at the age of 44 in 2043 with 810 appearances and 97 caps for his country. Managerial career doesn't wait, but uh, currently he's studying his continental badge, a continental C badge, if anyone's played football manager. I'm going to leave that with O'Shea there. Uh, Guinness there. With Guinness. <laughs> It's Terrible a decent start. end for that, mate. That is so many innings. It's, 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 it's a shame he had to settle for the past. Six years. I mean, how many clubs is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve different clubs, two spells at Cheltenham. Oh, thirteen if you include Palatown. It's, it's too shy of Steve Claridge. So um, Maybe a position on the Football League show is, is left open for O'Shea. Incoming. Uh, for Guinness. For Guinness yeah, it's impressive. It's a shame about Celtic, but it's impressive. Right, um, uh, well, he's never going to sign for Rangers. Uh, Mr. Smith. <laughs> so, Mr. Smith, Smith now, yeah, we, yeah. we rejoin him again at the age of 30 now at Old Trafford. Um, and between the age of 30 and 34 now, um, Smithy's career really does. It hits its peak now. He's enjoying his time under the gaffer and also a serious role model of him, Michael Carrick. Um, and he's playing alongside an ageing Rashford and Greenwood at this point. But still, as I say, class is absolutely permanent. He's doing a lot less running, but a lot more. You know, he looks comfortable on the ball, a serious English centre-mid. During the four years at United, uh, he wins one FA Cup, one Premier League, finishing one point ahead of Liverpool. The FA Cup, of course, uh, Gary Smith firmly believes is the greatest cup competition on the planet. Um and he gets, most importantly, what he's always wanted, he gets his caps for England. It's an honour, as you can imagine. 18 caps, including two outings at the World Cup in Q8. Um, and it's all going so, so well from the age of 34 until... Oh, no. Don't do this to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Does he die? You mate, you no. Oh. What happens, wait, what happens to Gary? What happens he could have, to Gary? He could have, he could have had a minute silence. Finish it off. We can't wait, yeah. Adam. Okay, so at the age of 34, he's starting to think maybe punditry could be a good option. Let's wean myself off football a little bit. Start going into the media and whatnot. So one Saturday morning, he's, he finds himself on Soccer AM. And oh, the, current, oh. the current rapper, part of BBD, the new rap group from London, Goes through him knee high. Does stand for absolutely. anything? Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, it doesn't. No, goes through uh, Gary Smith knee height, uh, completely ruining his leg. Three breaks in three different places. Career over. Finished age thirty-five. Oh, yeah. Sure, soccer M going paying story. some sort of compensation here. Yeah. I, I hope Jimmy Billard wants to on that soccer yeah. <laughs> He's about seventy at that point. I reckon Billard. No, he. But, um, yeah, and as, as a big fan favourite and a man of the people, he does become a pundit. He doesn't go down the management, uh, the management route. He wants to earn the money without the stress or pressure of management. Uh, ironically, landing the lead presenter of Soccer AM role. Um, pundit to the World Cup, uh, you know, match of the day regularly. And that's that. That's it for Gary Smith. I've got one question. Legend. 
But one question for Soccer AM: Are the soccer reps back on Soccer AM at this point? Um, no, they're not. No, that's that's unlike didn't have the demand for it. Didn't have the demand. Wouldn't say much. That's like that's unlike Gary Smith, the Northwest. Yeah, that's. I, I can imagine you're Yeah, those, yeah. Gary I could, I, I could imagine him just fading into the background and becoming a landlord, pub landlord. <laughs> Al Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, yeah, but his it, it, career. If it, if it wasn't that, it was he, he did live above. He did live above a corner shop. That was the other alternative. It was that? Uh, it was. It was dying. Di- he would die in his lonely flat, penniless. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, really, that he's he's had that really bad leg break. It's I do feel bad for him. I, I do feel really bad for him. I'm not gonna lie. He did. He, he got him. everything he wanted. England. Yeah. All right. Well. Hope, hopefully, hopefully, Sam will bring us bad news of uh, Triple J. Oh, there's some great news on the way. So, as we we remember, he had a phone call from either one Eddie Howe or two Andrea Furlow. He chooses. Andrea Ferro, of course, oh, goes to the no World way. Cup to make his first cap for Italy, and he finishes top goal scorer at the World Cup. He Can scores nine Italian? goals. Hey, Can you speak any Italian? Of course he does. His dad's Italian. And there's a pizzeria that uh, Santiago Pinas used to work at. You grew up yeah. in Italian. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. But the, I thought we agreed the pizzeria was just the King's Ed. Oh, you we thought just... that? No one else did. <laughs> That's what the friendship's trying to pass itself off as when the pubs open again. I got a pizza. That'll do. <laughs> Still thinking yeah. staff is shit. <laughs> yes. He finishes he finishes the World Cup as top scorer, scores nine goals, albeit five of them against Panama in a seven 0 win. Uh, and <laughs> Italy finish uh, third in the World Cup. He gets huge media attention in Italy because of his decision to choose Italy over England and uh, on the door come knocking similarly to uh, Guinness or O'Shea, whichever one he was at any point. It's Guinness. When a- AC Milan came calling instead of Inter. He went to AC Milan, he took Syria by storm. He won th- uh, 28, this would be now, and he won three Syrias in four years, uh, scoring 20-plus goals a season over those four seasons, uh, and almost finishes his career at AC Milan at 32. He's this close, he's this close to hanging up his boots, and uh, he wants to what he wants to fulfil one last dream. So he gets on a plane, and he goes to Buenos Aires, Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Was on a Boca Juniors shirt. He's a fan favourite, and on his debut, he scores a hat trick against River Plate, and he goes down as a legend. A legend. I mean, that's, that, that is some career. But for, I mean, you, you opened up this career by saying it wasn't a fairy tale route. I mean, I could think of worse endings. I think we've had two dramatically but worse endings. Like, like Gary Smith ended up at soccer. I've gone the train. I thought I'd bring some like smiles. You've got Sam. Like, Sam's uh, basically covered his football manager CV. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he wins the yeah. Liverpool in his final season, and then he goes back. He goes into management, but not straight away into management. He goes back to AC Milan as Kaká's assistant manager. AC, and after three years, he takes over the job, and that's where we are now. AC Milan manager JJJ Piero. <laughs> it's not bad, yeah. It's not, it's not a bad ending. It's not bad apart from, the Italy, apart from the Italy caps. Yeah, I can't believe, can't believe he's left England like that. Can't oh, he's, got to, he's got to play for Italy. He's, he's no Gary Smith, let me tell you that. Gary Smith hates Gary Smith made headlines threat, claiming he should be put to death. It's, it's like a Roy yeah. Keane. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have seen Gary, uh, Gary Smith play uh, 
play JJ in a, in a, in a, in a World Cup game in a friendly name. Yeah. I'd love to yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we won't be seeing Nunes. We won't be seeing Did Nunes ever get capped or Pune, sorry, ever get capped? So, so he he got capped when he was at Reading in that season when he got sold to the Galapagos. But because of the off-field issues, the Mexican manager, Chicharito Hernandez, chose not to pick him anymore. So and he's the nicest bloke in the world. Really, so it it what was it? A little? Was, yeah, it, was, it, was it an arm game. round? Get your get your get your head together, mate. And your doors open. Yeah, that's the thing. Together. And then it was looking back on obviously looking back on track. And then the Citroen Picasso came plowing through me. So it's it really <laughs> ended there. Uh, but obviously, uh, we pull back a bit. Punes when he is uh, at Buffalo Bullhorns, the brand new MLS franchise. Of he had two brilliant seasons there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been offered the full-time managerial role at Buffalo uh, after Bob Bradley left for LAFC. Brad Bobley? Um, I took him to... Yeah. Magnus. <laughs> uh, I, t- I took him to fourth. I took him to fourth in the Eastern uh, Conference in my first season. Uh, entered the semis in the following playoff system that goes after it. Uh, but here, I fall out of love with the game. Uh, after a number of decisions go against me and my team throughout the season, I fall out of love with it. It's, it's gone to pop. Uh, so I took a few years out, but I've come back from my time at football and managed Harvard College team uh, to get my son there for free. So I started <laughs> hustling the scholarship system. So I, I signed him in, get my son a great education, fleece the system. Uh, but I actually did really well there. Uh, and I take him to the highest and highest of college football, uh, where I ended up taking the role of sporting director NYC FC, the big old New York City FC, uh, where I bring them six back-to-back league champions with two North America Champions League titles in the years that prevailed. Again, some knock, isn't it? Some career, that. Yeah. Um, so, so after that, he's, what he's done, really, he's, he's gone from an absolute mess to someone who has sorted his life out at the age of 40. I'd love to read his book. I really would. Oh, yeah, sort of some biography, that would be. Yeah. Some of the stories. Gee, yeah, Poor Booners, eh? Poor Booners. But he was partial to a big night out, wasn't he? God Almighty, well, overstepping the line. All you got to do is look like in the sun. <laughs> you got to think how dreadful them photos look like in the sun on that on that after that night out, after that dodgy Saturday in that dodgy club in uh, Brixton. Slough. <laughs> good. I call it Slough near Redden. Or Digcott. Um, we're going to pick up back, just, just a final touch on what, what Guinness is doing. Uh, obviously, after retiring from Football 44, eventually had to come out of retirement at Badertown. He did go into management, and he started in the um, started on the the academy set up of Celtic before uh, taking the full time job at Hibernian. Had two good years at Hibs, turned down offer from Rangers of all places, Championship rivals, and ble- and basically blew the bloody league with Hibs, blew the league in his second season. Uh, everyone knows this. Everyone on this podcast knows the story. And uh, finds himself out of a job because he chooses not to sign a new contract on the chance he can get a better job. And it doesn't happen. So he becomes, takes over the Serbian national team where he still remains. He's seen a time at Stoke, which he got sacked after actually having his first transfer window. Still bitter about that. And uh, is now currently mid-table with Hull City in 2048, I'm going to say. For those, for those of you listening who don't know, there are, there are some stark comparisons between um, Mr. Guinness and Joe O'Shea's failed football manager saves there. 
Um, notably, Serbia's failure. Um, failure we qualified. Serbia, Serbia have <laughs> made it to the European Championships after a 1-0 defeat to Georgia, but rescued it with a 2-0 home win at the Faroe, against the Faroe Islands. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was touch and go for a long time. It was a point. We qualified by a point ahead of Finland in the end. Um, I, I, left out, I accidentally left out Luka Jovic uh, for the last round of international <laughs> fixtures as well, which didn't help because when we couldn't score a goal against Georgia, I was actually shitting myself that we weren't going to qualify and I was going to get sacked yet again. For, um, <clears throat> but lucky enough, Luka Jovic is back in the squad. Um, there we have it. So, yeah. That's well done for listening to the, the oh, future yeah. stars of Gary Smith, yep. JJJ Piero, Santiago Punes, and Jimmy Slash Guinness. O'Shea. Yeah, we want. Yeah, yeah Slash uh, it's definitely Jimmy Guinness. There's no links here. But um, what I would say is, guys, so um, thank you for listening. We're going to put a poll out on our Twitter, which is at, I believe, BF Goalpost, I think. Which I should know, it'd be up on screen. One. If not, it'd be in the link of the YouTube page. We're working on getting this on Spotify so it'll be out as soon as possible. Please check a like and subscribe. Um, we're also going to put a poll out. Please let us know what you thought was the best career. Which career yeah. that could be which career you'd rather, which one you enjoyed listening to, which one you thought was the most compelling story, um, or the most successful career. There you go. You, you, make, you make your mind up. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I think we'll leave bets to aside this week. It's not a busy weekend. Uh, conscious of time. Mitch, you said uh, Coventry to beat Cardiff, apparently, because Coventry were brilliant last week. Um, yeah, apparently. so 16-5. Uh, if, if you fancy a long shot, 16-5. If you want that one that sticks in, makes it to 501 uh, on a quid, do it. Uh, but don't start putting turns on it because it's not worth the waste of 10 quid now. <laughs> So again, watch out for if you're interested in watching some league football, uh, League One football uh, this weekend. Lincoln v Hull will be a great game. Two teams on fire. Top of the Bears, table. Top of the table. Class. Brennan Johnson on loan from Forest is on fire. But yeah, that'd be a good one to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I've got anything to to add for sport for once. Um, um, I'm a week off betting after the last week's shocker. Yeah, I think I'm going to go <laughs> quiet until um, at least probably Thursday when I get bored and probably start betting again. But um, yes. anyway, guys, uh, I want to thank you all for watching. Cheers, fellas. I've enjoyed that. I, I think it went. Just some gradual improvement there, but it was a good, good segment. Let us know what you think. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you all soon.